The following podcast contains audio extracted from videos on the Harry Potter Theory YouTube channel. Hey everyone, welcome to another installment of Harry Potter Theory. Today we're going to be discussing the death of Peter Pettigrew, aka Wormtail, former Marauder, Order of the Phoenix member, and later Death Eater. In the magical world of Harry Potter, the fate of characters often serves as a reflection of their choices and allegiances. One such character, whose destiny diverges significantly between J.K. Rowling's books and the film adaptations, is Peter. Known for his cunning and treachery, Pettigrew's demise in the books is a fitting end to his character arc, emphasizing the consequences of his betrayal and disloyalty. However, in the film adaptation, his death is notably omitted, leaving his fate shrouded in ambiguity and raising questions about the impact of this choice on the story's overall message. Today, we're going to dive into a detailed comparison of Peter Pettigrew's death in the Harry Potter books and movies, exploring the significance of his character's fate and the implications of its omission from the film. Join me as we unravel the threads of Pettigrew's twisted tale and analyze the narrative choices that shaped his destiny in both mediums. When Peter Pettigrew first came to Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry, it is said that the Sorting Hat took an entire five minutes before deciding to place him in Gryffindor. As we are to understand it, the hat was wavering between Gryffindor and Slytherin, showing very early on that Pettigrew had inclination towards the characteristics most seen in students of the Green and Silver House. That later became obvious after Sirius Black revealed Peter to be a traitor and Death Eater who had framed him for Pettigrew's crimes, faked his own death, and lived as a rat for twelve years. Peter was actually quite clever, ambitious, and resourceful, the main characteristics of a Slytherin pupil. In any case, having been sorted into Gryffindor, he very obviously lacked the qualities of his fellow housemates. He was not particularly brave or courageous, and being that he was somewhat of an underdog himself, he never stood up for the little guy. After all, Peter was the somewhat overlooked member of the Gryffindor gang, the Marauders, a group of friends that consisted of James Potter, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, and of course Peter himself. The group bonded after discovering that Lupin was both a wizard and a werewolf, forming the Marauders and going to great lengths to all secretly become an Amegai. That is, James, Sirius, and Peter each taught themselves how to turn into an animal at will. Peter's animagus form ended up being that of a rodent, which was actually quite fitting, eventually double-crossing the Order of the Phoenix and defecting to Lord Voldemort's service as a spy. But I do wonder, was it this very perception of Peter, that he was rat-like in nature, not that bright and referred to by his best mates as Wormtail, that led to Pettigrew's cowardice and betrayal of those he was closest to? In cruel contrast, all of Pettigrew's closest friends were idolized for their popularity. James Potter was a Quidditch star, and Sirius was a handsome, bad boy type. In this environment, it must have been difficult for Peter to maintain a sense of self-worth and confidence. This brings us to Peter's decision to become a Death Eater. It's been expressed that Pettigrew double-crossed the Order of the Phoenix and all of his closest friends to follow Voldemort for one simple, cowardly, and selfish reason. He didn't believe there was any way to beat the Dark Lord so Wormtail decided to join him before it was too late. The decisions of Peter Pettigrew's character helped to offer a unique perspective on the themes of loyalty, betrayal, and the consequences of one's choices. 
And here's where the film adaptation really messed up. By omitting Pettigrew's death from the film, the story loses a crucial moment that underscores the consequences of betrayal and disloyalty. The book version of his death serves as a poignant reminder of the price one pays for aligning with evil and the potential for redemption, even in the darkest of times. In contrast, the film's decision to leave Pettigrew's fate unresolved weakens the narrative's exploration of these themes and leaves us with a far less satisfying conclusion to his character arc. Let's dive in further and explore Peter Pettigrew's death, book versus film. Death in the Books In the seventh book, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Pettigrew meets his end during the Battle of Malfoy Manor. This event takes place when Harry, Ron, and Hermione are captured and held prisoner in the cellar of the Malfoy family's estate. Trapped in the cellar, Harry decides to use the remaining shard of a magical mirror, given to Harry by his late godfather Sirius Black, to call for help. The help came in the form of Dobby, who helped the gang form a plan to escape the cellar and save Hermione, who is being tortured by Bellatrix Lestrange. When Dobby arrives, he makes a racket that causes Lestrange to send Pettigrew down to the cellar to check on the captives. While checking on the prisoners, he attempts to subdue Harry. However, Pettigrew hesitates for a moment when Harry reminds him of the life debt he owes him. This life debt dates back to the events in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, when Harry prevented Sirius Black and Remus Lupin from killing Pettigrew. Pettigrew's momentary hesitation, a fleeting glimmer of remorse, causes his magical silver hand to sense his disloyalty. The hand, which was given to him by Voldemort as a reward for his services, turns on Pettigrew and strangles him to death. The silver fingers slackened. Harry had not expected it. He wrenched himself free, astonished, keeping his hand over Wormtail's mouth. He saw the rat-like man's small, watery eyes widen with fear and surprise. He seemed just as shocked as Harry at what his hand had done, at the tiny, merciful impulse it had betrayed, and he continued to struggle more powerfully, as though to undo that moment of weakness. And we'll have that, whispered Ron, tugging Wormtail's wand from his other hand. Wandless, helpless, Pettigrew's pupils dilated in terror. His eyes had slid from Harry's face to something else. His own silver fingers were moving inexorably toward his own throat. No, without pausing to think, Harry tried to drag back the hand, but there was no stopping it. The silver tool that Voldemort had given his most cowardly servant had turned upon its disarmed and useless owner. Pettigrew was reaping his reward for his hesitation, his moment of pity. He was being strangled before their eyes. No, Ron had released Wormtail too, and together he and Harry tried to pull the crushing metal fingers from around Wormtail's throat, but it was no use. Pettigrew was turning blue. Relatio, said Ron, pointing the wand at the silver hand, but nothing happened. Pettigrew dropped to his knees, and at the same moment, Hermione gave a dreadful scream from overhead. Wormtail's eyes rolled upward in his purple face. He gave a last twitch and was still. In the end, Pettigrew's fate comes as a direct result of his allegiance to Voldemort, highlighting the themes of loyalty and the consequences of one's choices. This dramatic passage serves as a powerful reminder of the price one pays for aligning with dark forces. It also emphasizes the importance of loyalty and the potential for redemption, even for a character as morally compromised as Pettigrew. Death in the films, or lack thereof. In the film version of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, 
Pettigrew's death is conspicuously absent. Instead, during the Battle of Malfoy Manor, Dobby the house elf stuns Pettigrew, and he collapses to the ground, muttering as he falls. The film provides no further information about his fate, leaving it unresolved and open to interpretation. Based on the film alone, it's almost as if Peter never died. The best clue that Pettigrew has in fact died is that he's no longer in the films following his fall. Implications of the Omission The treatment of Peter Pettigrew's death in the Harry Potter books and films serves as a valuable case study on the impact of narrative choices and the importance of staying true to the core themes of a story. While the book version of Pettigrew's demise provides a fitting end to his character arc and reinforces the consequences of betrayal, the film adaptation's omission of this event leaves a gap in the story. The fate of Pettigrew in the film just wasn't satisfying. Why? The next question I have on this topic is why? Why go through the trouble of altering such an important scene? Why purposely fail to give viewers closure on a character that's been featured in the majority of the books and films? The explanation is simple, but in my view, inadequate. Pettigrew's book death was simply deemed too frightening for younger filmgoers. While I appreciate the efforts of filmmakers to be mindful of a younger audience, this answer also doesn't entirely make sense to me. This was the last book, and up until this point the films had already begun their plunge into darkness. In fact, I'd argue that the gruesome sight of Charity Burbage, suspended and contorted mid-air above a table full of Death Eaters, was much darker than Pettigrew's death. By trying to protect younger viewers, filmmakers did a disservice to the story arc for Harry and Wormtail, neglecting to include a moment that was set up as far back as Prisoner of Azkaban, when Harry chose to stop Sirius Black from killing Pettigrew and allowed him to live. In conclusion, the book version of Peter Pettigrew's death serves as a much more fitting end to his character arc, emphasizing the consequences of his betrayal and disloyalty. The film adaptation, by contrast, leaves his fate entirely unresolved, leaving the viewer with an intense feeling of dissatisfaction. What do you think? Should Peter's death have been included in the Harry Potter films? Was the omission of this important scene a problem for you? Leave a comment down below. Also, if you enjoy the content, please be sure to like the video and subscribe to the channel. Until next time, remember, it does not do to dwell on dreams and forget to live.